Peculiar Objects Season 2 is inspired by the teen horror films of the 1980s that our parents definitely should have been more aware that we were watching. It will never include any kind of sexual violence, but may contain references to alcohol, drugs, and addiction, child endangerment, and body horror that some may find upsetting. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Peculiar Objects, the only 80s podcast that was able to go to college, buy a home, and raise a family off of $6 an hour. I am your entitled and too embarrassed to ask what inflation actually means, and host Nigel Collins. With me are three other people that also look down their noses at millennial children and talk tickers. I am your four-fingered family of five that initially started as a parody of the middle class uh but is now an unobtainable dream uh for most millennials anthony moore and i play kr and i think i stole casey's uh introduction <laughs> well in that case i am your snow your drunken snowflake uncle snowflaking about snowflakes being bad for america even though i am surviving <laughs> off unemployment and disability steve mims playing jamal king very good uh, I am your uh, pearl-clutching, uh, flag-waving mother who goes on and on about how the vaccine will change your DNA and Jesus won't be able to recognize you, unironically unaware of the fact that childhood vaccination is the only reason she has survived this long. Oh, and I play DeSoto, <laughs> Ju- Jubilee, Jubilee Reynard DeSoto, the fox! As I remembered, I was going to have him be called, but then forgot to bring it up in the early episodes, and it's too late to implement a cool nickname now. Amazing. Uh, welcome all. Uh, this is Peculiar Objects. This is actually a Kids on Bike podcast where we recreate all your favorite 80s teen horror movies. You know, movies such as Nightmare on Elm Street, John Carpenter's The Fog, The Evil Dead, and The Gate that Casey and I have seen. Yeah. Ooh, you know what I realized this week? Mm motherfucking aliens fucking yeah like that's interesting yeah. because um one sequel two uh was it james cameron that took over that like that was an interesting transition so. for anything because you go ridley scott with the original which is just a haunted house movie in space and then you Perfect. go uh aliens which is almost like the prototype to halo in a way sure and then you go oh yeah certainly the third one, which is not what they were promising. Which we don't talk about. Yeah, because it's not aliens on Earth. It was aliens on a prison planet that David Fincher had to, like, figure out. It also yep. popularized the horror survival mm. genre, both as a movie and right. game. That's true. That it makes God. that's okay. That's a thing I've always had is I think personally video games have destroyed the action film franchise. Like to where it's like, why should I go watch somebody be an action hero when I can just do it myself through a video game? And I think horror can potentially fall into that category as well. I think that's like an untapped resource that they could really do well because they keep dropping the ball on Silent Hill and I'm hoping they're going to do something like with Resident Evil that's coming up. That looks really interesting to me. Have you played Resident Evil Seven? Tall lady. I have yet yet to play that. Oh, buddy, it's seriously the most stressful game I've ever played. You should play it. (laughs) 
I've never played any Resident Evil game, but that tall lady can step on my head. (laughs) Crush your head between her thighs. Just anything. Just just uh, fucking wreck this shit up. (laughs) That head belongs to Anthony. Uh, And also the other two are Casey and Steve, who are playing teenagers in the year 1980X. Uh, They are... You know, currently being interrogated in different ways, uh, as well as going through an 80s nostalgia-fueled adventure in the hidden Alaska native port town. Um, I, again, from my part, am Nigel Collins. I'm your GM, your storyteller, your host. I'm here to help these guys out, uh, hopefully not get their heads stepped on, uh, through this journey into the madness and macabre that is Spencer's Folly. Like, per usual, I'm kind of feeling a bit forgetful. Times are a little weird, so uh, Casey, could you help us out with yeah. a little bit of tape? Oh, absolutely. Uh, in fact, uh, inspired as we have all been by the by the WandaVision finale, I've actually hired a uh, a documentary crew to follow our characters around mm-hmm. for the past couple episodes, just to you know see if we can really capture a you know a cinema verite, a real in the moment, the gritty, the real stuff, like a the spinal stuff tap. Your mom will get mad at you for watching. Exactly, yeah. not unlike a spinal tap. Three drummers bursting into flame. Also, <laughs> one of the dogs from Best in Show is there. Nigel, let's go to the tape. Previously on Peculiar Objects. There, there are creatures that we call strangers that live amongst this town. Our responsibility is to stop them from getting the children. I have had an incredible burden placed upon me. I can't sleep at night thinking about what is living with inside that forest. We ease you guys into it. It's, it's the same thing when you guys found out about Santa Claus in a way. Except that Santa Claus wants to eat you. And I have not been the same since that ceremony. This shit has fucked with me too. There is three uh, bodies on the ground. Um, they have been horribly um, carved up. Oh god, it's the kid! Oh god, it's him! Oh god, no, is there nothing I can do to try to prevent this senseless murder? No. I look at Marshall Redwood and I say, you know something. You know something about Pirate Timmy. Timothy's body is missing. There's pockets around, and people fall into them. The rookie's body crashes onto the ground. The figure you see pulls the axe out of the rookie's head, steps in the room, and goes, Oh, hey, bud. How's it going? Chapter 11. Crying. Over spilled milk. Moosewood Falls Mall, 1980X. Mrs. Whisker has always loved animals of all shapes and sizes kittens, to puppies, to birds and snakes. If it had a face, it was something deserving of love and care. As a child, her mother taught her the value of helping the helpless. Her 
every abandoned pet, a new friend was to be made in Mrs. Whisker's eyes. So much so, that she dedicated her life to saving as many rejected angels, and to make it her mission to find their forever homes. Mrs. Whiskers and her best friend, Mr. Tail, were both widowed, retired, and wanted to start their dream shop of a pet store shelter. They would take any animals that were to be put down and give them a second chance to find their proper family or to live out their years happy and loved at their store, Whiskers and Tails. They put their best foot forward and went door-to-door advertising the grand opening of their store with complimentary lemonade and grapes, Mr. Tails' favorite snack. The new mall was sure to bring in loads of locals and visitors, though they have had a few bumps along the way, a few leaks from the ceiling that they were able to catch with a few dozen five-gallon buckets, along with passing code and getting permits with Fire Marshal Dave, to even the pipes throughout the mall that would let out a terrifying shriek that Mayor Seward explained it's normal for new buildings to have, just getting used to the new home, he would say. Bumps in the road indeed, but not enough to detour them of their mission. Mrs. Whiskers had found a homeless black kitten when throwing out the trash, hiding behind the large metal trash cans a week prior, and was determined to find its forever home. So, every night she would bring out a large saucer of milk and a side of scrambled eggs. She set up a cardboard box with a red blanket to sleep in once it became comfortable. Every day before opening the store, she would check to see if the kitten had found its bed, but all she would find was an empty saucer, plate, and box. She hoped to gain this kitten's trust to let her know that she was safe with her. On the ninth night, Mrs. Whiskers had brought out the saucer and the trash only to find the box was tipped sideways in the middle of the wet alley. But the red blanket was next to the metal trash cans with a shivering black kitten in the shadow. She put the trash down and approached with a warm milk. Tonight was the night her new friend came home. Hello, you little darling thing. I have a nice warm meal for you and a cozy soft bed to rest your tired little paws inside. As she approached, she could see the little black kitten was so bone deep. Poor thing, you'll catch your death out here like this. She placed the saucer down and began lightly petting the kitten. It was cold out tonight, but it felt like she had reached into a freezer when she began petting. She began lifting up the kitten when two bloated hands reached out and grasped her wrist. A face emerged with milky white pouring out of every orifice. Her scream was trapped in her throat. It looked like a corpse that had been out to sea for two months, but it was grinning and blinking at her. It murmured out, You'll do just fine. Mrs. Whiskers let out a scream and tried running away from this thing, but tripped over the saucer, flinging milk all over the wet alleyway. The kitten took off like a lightning bolt, and Mrs. Whiskers disappeared into the darkness. We now bring you back to Spencer's Folly. Uh, police station, as it were, where <laughs> uh, DeSoto has just mm-hmm. found out that Fire Marshal Dave has came in with a heck of an entrance. Well, actually, oh, a uh, a, Nigel, the heck of an entrance. Of an entrance. Oh, the yeah. fandom, I have, I have learned since uh, the release of the last episode, the fandom has been referring to him as Fire Monstro Dave. Mm-hmm. 
So I think that's a handy, a handy distinct door there. And by the fandom, do you mean do you mean Liz Layton? <laughs> I may or may not mean Liz Layton, and also my buddies Isaac and Chris Daly from Twitter. Hi guys, how you doing? Hey guys. Uh, also, me, individual human Casey, would like to say, uh, always adopt, don't shop, support local foster organizations and pet stores who work with rescue organizations. So there. So there you go. Now, you were saying about this monstro. Oh, uh, he pops in and goes, Oh, hey, buddy. There you are. Did, did you get handsomer? He lets out a grin when you say that, and uh, his mouth is soaked with blood. Uh, kill it with fire. <laughs> Steve, I love that you've really embraced the role of, like, little devil <laughs> on my right shoulder. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, kill it with acid. So... I kill him with uh, with killing stuff. Okay, so uh, DeSoto is not pulling the trigger. He does have the gun trained on Fire Marshal Dave, mm-hmm. um, but he's gonna gonna hold steady and say, "Uh, well, Fire Marshal Dave, this seems to be quite a situation in which we find ourselves. Uh, do you have an explanation for your apparent lack of peepers? And also, oh yeah." Why did you treat that guy's noggin like so much cordwood? I need you to roll me uh, a flight of four. Uh oh, buddy, I couldn't even roll you a flight of fancy. Let's see. Can you fire Casey? <laughs> what was the number, Nigel? Four? four. That's a four. Okay, cool. Um, he lunges at you. Um, and you kind of slip on the blood a little bit, but you barely manage to duck out of the way of the axe being, uh, buried into the wall behind you. Whoa! Fuck it. He goes, I think we got off on the wrong foot, friend. I think you see me as kind of a threat or something, and I just want to let you know I am your friend. Mm. He is, uh, desperately trying to pull the axe out of, uh, the wall. I would like to put uh my gun into like my inside coat pocket and pull out those two those two nightsticks from mm-hmm. before and uh and put one of them like in in weapon mode and the other in shield mode and say mm-hmm. uh now Dave you got to admit this doesn't look good uh regardless of our personal feelings for each other how about you start talking and explain why I shouldn't go and find men with guns to have a talk with you um he uh he's able to pull the axe out of the wall and he goes I agree. It it doesn't look very good. It looks like you got some issues with me and I can understand that. Listen, guy, I I'm not trying to replace your dad or anything like that. Like I just I just wanna be your friend. Oh fuck you. I don't need another friend. Jesus Christ. He goes Listen, I, I really respect and love your mother. And I, I just want us to be on good terms. He is dragging the axe as he's wa- he's, he's lurching closer to you. Okay, well, she and I have a very complicated relationship, and you and I seem to have different ideas of what is best for her, but I respect that you have an understanding of her that may be different than my own. Mm -hmm. All I ask is a little understanding in the difficulty that the situation has imposed upon me. Also, quick question, what happened to your peeping globes, pal? DeSoto, you need to roll me a flight of five. 
That is a six. Okay, cool. Uh, he swings the axe over his head down onto you. You're able to lunge back to where, where the glass mirror used to be at. And you're standing upright. He goes, Listen, I fucking stop. I can understand your point of view of thinking how, uh, you know, but that your mom and dad are going to get back together or that they actually love each other. It's going to work out. But, like, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. But your mom deserves better. As he's trying to kill you. That that, that deserves a, a shot right in the forehead. You think I don't know she deserves better than you? I don't want them to get back together. My dad was a piece of shit, but he was the only father I ever had, and I don't want her to end up with another guy who's just married to his job and gonna break her fucking heart. He grins when you say that, and, like, the blood is just kind of pouring down from his mouth. Also, apparently has suspect dental hygiene. He goes, uh... How about we play catch? We start a hobby together, huh? Why, why, why does Fire Marshal Dave sound New Yorker now? Yeah, there's some, definitely some Coach blood. Steve going on. He's from everywhere, baby. <laughs> oh, this is just me unable to, like, pull off my Wisconsin accent right now. No, it's uh, fine. It's, it's a really tough one to pull for any length of time. It's really yeah. good for sound bites, but, like, yeah, yeah. maintaining yeah. it is yeah. very difficult. <laughs> uh, the only thing I want to catch is a ride out of here and to wherever my mother went. He picks up the corpse of the guy whose throat was gurgling out, um, and no. he holds it over his head. Catch! And he fucking hurls it at you. <laughs> fucking! We're gonna cut back over to uh, Jamal and KR. I just, I just, part of me really hopes that it's just A plot and B plot for the rest of the season. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be like mad about Stranger it. Things season two and three. Like, like, sorry, what if, this is just a thought. No, pretty good. What if Casey is actually just next door? Like, if we go through the right series of doors, we're going to be right there at the police station. It's just it's just <laughs> one building, the the Bob's Lodge. Yeah. No, I'm so sorry. I, I had to I had to break in with some breaking news here. I'm I'm receiving real time tweets. From number one super fan of the show, Liz Layton, who is apparently listening to an episode as we speak. Nice. And here I quote, not me getting emotional in a walk-in freezer over a character named Pirate Timmy. Bro, your head! Pirate Timmy, your head! <laughs> we need her on the show. I'm, I'm just gonna God bless you, Scroll Scout Ginger Snaps! It's, it's, it's uh... Anyways, we're uh, okay. We really do. Uh, so we we bring it back over to uh, Jamal and uh, Kr. Uh, Kr, your mom's um, very poised and uptight. Uh, Jamal, I need you to uh, roll me a brains, actually, of uh, five. Can you give me a just a slight rundown of what the last thing that we dealt with with them was. Yeah, we left on the cliffhanger. But I don't, I don't remember, like, I know that they mentioned the time pockets, but I don't remember mm. if something happened after the time pockets. Yeah, there was talk of time pockets. Mm -hmm. Casey got mad at KR because he didn't care about anybody else but the three people that I've mentioned in the campaign. Um... What was mentioned was uh, your father kind of had a bit of a nervous breakdown 
um, when you guys brought up Spider, uh, mm-hmm. your mom was explaining kind of how the town works. And um, uh, Marshall Redwood, Redwood came in and uh, uh, helped his dis- uh, Jamal's dislocated finger as well as taped up his pinky and left when uh, she asked him to leave. Oh, that's okay. Right. Cool. Uh, I don't remember yeah. what you asked me to roll, but... I don't think but... there was, like, a cliffhanger moment on you guys' end. Yeah, sorry, it, the cliffhanger ahead. was over for... Yeah. Uh, I rolled a 10, so I'm going to explode. And that's a 9. That's a 19. Holy crap. Um, So, uh, Jamal, uh, KR's mom and KR are a little distracted. Like, they're a little um, hesitant because they see that you've been through a lot in the last uh, 24 hours. Um, but you are able to overhear, um, a phone call that Marshall Redwood, uh, has gotten. It sounds really urgent and it sounds like something's happening at the police station. Um, and you're able to hear, uh, him run out his car start and then he takes off. Um, uh, KR, your mom's just like, listen, uh, you boys, this is all I know. And like I said, I, I am part of the PTA. Um, in order for this to even work to where you guys get any more information out of me, it is based on a vote. I can't tell you anything more than that, but what I can tell is you boys both need rest. Like you're looking worse for wear. I I don't want to offend anyone. I just want you guys, uh, fed and happy. Well, you definitely can do one of those things. Mm-hmm. Go on, sweetheart. What do you mean? I'm 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 not happy. I haven't been happy in in months, years. You're you guys are seriously putting us through the ringer here. These are not things that we should have ever had to deal with. Mm-hmm. I didn't even get a chance to process my friend's death, mm-hmm. and now it's been three weeks. I, I, yeah, we didn't even get to pay our respects. I, if it helps, I I can get you guys, um, we can go through fast food and I I will drive you over to go pay your specs right now. If you want, I, I'm just concerned you guys, I, I just want you to, we could do that. And then I just, I want you guys to go home and rest. I'd rather just go home and rest. We'll deal with Timmy. No, no, no. Another day. Let's. Uh, let's go get fast food. And I like give Kr like a look to like follow my lead. Uh, Kr, roll me a brains. <laughs> I mean, uh, ten. Yeah, Anthony got it. Uh, there could uh, be McDonald's in this for you guys. You play or, cards, or, right? or like uh, fried chicken. Not fuck uh, that, dude. You get the little like the food fighter toys from McDonald's. Those transform from a burger into a robot man. <laughs> yeah. What do I need to roll? You need to roll a ten. I rolled a not a I rolled a composite twenty, not oh. a not a natural twenty. Uh, okay, cool. So, Kr, you are perfectly aware of what Jamal's saying. Uh, Jamal, <laughs> if you want to add in like two or three things that, well, uh, I, 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 I can I just say what I think I'm. I, yeah. I feel like fried chicken, mom. Does that um, does that sound? That's what. Steve is trying to get me to say, right? Fried chicken. No. I mean, it doesn't matter. I have a plan. That's all you need to know. Okay, well, yeah. Uh, 
I know like like it dawns on me that that there are a lot of areas where we would pick up fast food that mm-hmm. we might be able to look at mm-hmm. um while we're there. So I mentioned fried chicken sounds good. Oh great. I've been wanting to try that poutine. So um if you got if you boys are ready, uh go ahead, collect your your books and your bags and we'll head out right now. Okay. Um since since I rolled a plus ten Mm-hmm. Nigel, can my mom leave first out the door um, so that we're kind of tagged behind her? Well, you rolled a plus 10 on your brains. Um, so if you want, you can like lead her out and then be like, oh, I forgot something and run back in. I'll allow that for sure. Okay. Just because like, you me. know, you and Jamal, like he had more to say. So, yeah. So that's what I do then. Okay. She gets uh she she kisses you on the forehead and then uh she walks out to the station wagon and starts it up. Wait, wait, no no. Don't do that. I have a plan. So uh as KR comes back in, I say as soon as she pulls her keys out, we're gonna grab them and we're gonna go get DeSoto because I heard uh uh fuck why can't I remember his name ever? Marshall, uh, Marshall Wedwood, uh, he took off in like a hurry without saying anything. So I think something's going down. Um, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Let's do this. All right. Aw, friendship starts with trust. So <laughs> I, I've never not trusted Jamal. It's the other way. Around. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> friendship starts with mutual trust. So you guys, um, you, uh, you walk out. And actually, uh, uh, Kara, roll me a brains of two, real quick. Uh, twelve. Fantastic. Um, yes. Sorry, tell me what you're going to say. I have, I have another idea. No. Um, you see that uh, your mom's purse is on the hood of the station wagon. Um, and you see that she is down the street, um, sitting on the curb, kind of hugging your dad who's sitting on the curb. Oh well, this is going to be oh, easier wait, than PTA I thought. The PTA building is right near. The PTA building is also right near everything else in town. Sure, I just realized that. So, so yeah. really, it wouldn't even be driving to the fried chicken place. Like, we'd mm-hmm. just probably be walking down the street. So, uh, um, Jamal, go ahead, roll me a brains of five, eight. You can hear um, down the street. You hear gunfiring happen. KR, you hear it, but it is not too familiar, and it also looks like your parents um are they hadn't noticed either. Um okay, so how far away down the street? Like are we talking like driving distance or running distance? It's probably um half a mile away, if that. So you guys could run or you guys can drive. That's up to you. Well, do either of us know how to drive? We're about to find out. That's a great question. Uh, let's go <laughs> how ahead. Hard could it be? Yeah, actually, um, let's find out if you guys can. The it's new up to you. Automatic transmissions and all—they practically it's, drive it's, themselves. I mean, this show, this show is—I mean, this this module is called uh, "Teenagers in Cars," <laughs> so it's true. It makes sense that it's we would know how true. to drive. Yeah, cars. Right, yeah, learning experience. Okay. So I tell Kr. Uh, Kr then. Well, I'll say this. KR, roll me uh, a 20. Let's see how high you go. Uh, 13. 
Cool. Uh, yeah, you're pretty uh, good at driving. Um, uh, over the summer, even though you were doing your investigation, your dad would teach you um, how to drive around a parking lot and whatnot. So, like, driving around kind of like a boulevard in a way isn't going to phase you too much. Also, p- public schools will frequently have, like, a driver's ed sure. option. Or right. used to, anyway. Certainly would have in this era. Oh, yeah, okay. but that's for uh, so... juniors. You guys are sophomores currently. Wait, quick question. Do any of us actually know which side of the road Canadians drive on? They drive on the American side. Mm-hmm. I've been to well, Canada. Well, no, because then they'd be driving in America. I, I've, I've been in Canada. They drive on... I can't say the right side of the road because the right side of the road is the right side of the road. If you're driving on the left side uh, of the road, Zony, it's the England. side America drives on. It's the right side. Anyways, they 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 drive the same way Americans drive. Um, what, uh, what is Kamar, Kamal and Jamal side? <laughs> Kamal and Jamal. That's not that's not the K. That's not what the K KR stands for. Mm. It is not um, Kiwi. Alright, so I tell KR, look, we have to get married. I just heard gunshots in the same direction um, Marshall Redwood went. We gotta get the fuck out of here and go save DeSoto. Okay. I think. So we are going to, I'm going to bolt it to the car. Grab the, like, I'm gonna fling open the door. I'm gonna slide in. I'm gonna grab my mom's purse. Like, I'm gonna run, grab my mom's purse, slide in, hit the ignition, Mm. hoping that Jamal is right behind me i am and we're gonna peel out we're gonna like an aggressive out. william shatner perfect uh we'll cut back over to Jesoto. you need to roll me a flight as well as a brawn oh my yeah so uh you're okay you you can do a flight of six and then a brawn of six okay uh well, i don't make that flight mm-hmm. um Yes, I have no choice but to take these crunchy points. I certainly don't have any of my own to spend to offset the gap there. How many crunchy points do you own so right I now, Casey? That and what was the number on Braun Six. Nigel? Six. All right, let's see here. Crom, give me strength. Ah, that's a five. So use a crunchy what? point. Oh no. I think I think I will use one crunchy point. How many okay. crunchy points Ka-chunk. do you own, Casey? Oh, now I think uh 18. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um so uh the body comes flying at you. Um All right. You're actually able to almost get out of the way. It hits you. Um so it just kind of stumbles you over the broken window and into the next room. Oh shit. Mhm. Am I all cut up from the broken glass? Uh, a little bit, yeah. You you noticed uh, your left leg uh, got a pretty good Ow. scrape. Ah, fuck my stepper! And I I have to uh, I imagine I have to drop my my nightsticks to to grasp mm-hmm. at my my now dripping bleeding stepper. He goes, Oh, oh hey, pal, I, I, you know I I know I'm trying to. I should be respecting your your space and whatnot, but it just it seems important that we discuss these things. As he's like dragging the axe uh, closer to you through the pool of the cop's blood. Well, respect is a two-way conversation, and respecting space means fucking staying back. And I pull out, I pull out the gun, and I just I level it straight at him again. Nice. Say, fucking stay there. Stop it. 
he doesn't flinch. He just keeps moving forward, grinning at you. Dave, stop! Uh, he doesn't stop. He's still getting closer. He's almost uh, within uh, swinging distance of you. Dave, stop! I will not be the reason she loses another man she loves! Uh, he winds up. I need you to roll me a flight again of five. And if you wanted to attack, you can uh, let me know that as well. Uh, that's a five exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, since I passed, can I narrate what happened? Yes. And we cut to the outside of the sheriff's department, mm-hmm. and a single shot rings out into the night as K.R. and Jamal approach. Um, K.R. and Jamal, you guys approach, and you hear, uh, another gunfire happening. Um, K.R., it's actually, um, a stick, um, so it was kind of jamming us a little bit. But uh, you were able to get in first gear and get them all the way there. So you guys uh, hop out of the car, um, and you hear that. I did not think this through. We are completely unprepared for this. We have no weapons. We just have a backpack full of books. Yep. Uh, my hope is that is that as we pull up to the station, uh, DeSoto runs out and just jumps <laughs> into the car. <laughs> that would be my ideal thing to happen. <laughs> In a perfect world. <laughs> you guys are kind of stunned. Um, uh, but out from the the front door, uh, Detective DeSoto comes running out and goes, get get back in the car, stay out. You, you guys can't be here. Get out of here now. Who are you? She flashes a badge really quick and goes, I'm the one that's going to make sure you don't die unless you ignore me. So you're threatening to kill us is what's happening. <laughs> no, she goes, no, stupid. I'm threatening to protect you. We're trying to find our ah, friend. So cool. We heard, we heard gunshots. We just want to get him. Let me have your gun. What? <laughs> Wait, I want to try this. I want to try saying, to. I'm just saying, Steve, Steve, you're a black guy asking for a cop's gun. Uh-huh. Jamal, roll me a uh, charm a of for her gun, 16. But- and I, I'm, All cops are bad, Casey. I am a teenager, so I get a plus three. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yes, 19. I think that number gets higher every time we tag the rebellious <laughs> trait. <laughs> she, um, she walks up to you, um, reaches in her pocket, and puts a sticker on your chest saying, Junior Deputy. Oh, that's goes, amazing. Yes! <laughs> and she goes, I love this. <laughs> She goes, there you go, sunshine, and then, like, shoves you in the chest and goes, get out of here now. And then she goes running into the building. Oh, oh Remy's so we cool. Uh, we her? cut back. Oh, go ahead. No, I like that. Uh, Jamal says, uh, should we follow her? And we cut back to uh, DeSoto. Uh, his arm extended, the end of the gun, like, uh, kind of shaking. And uh, you actually... Um, had clipped him in the cheekbone and it ripped away uh, that chunk of ch- uh, cheek, Ugh. but he didn't fall. He kind of like his head went back and it lunges forward, drops down. Listen, but all I want from you is some respect and understanding. And then he starts like climbing into the interrogation room with you. Is there. Okay, so I assume there's a door leading out of the interrogation room. There is a uh, a red light in there that says exit and uh there's another uh, another door that would lead into the hallway 
Okay, is there like a like a like a big table or something in here, like in one of those focus group observation rooms? Yeah, you're like right next to it. Okay, cool. Then, like, as he's as he's climbing in, when he's most you know off kilter and sort of akimbo, because at some point he'll have to lift the yep. leg over the over the partition. So at that point, I want to just grab the table, and um, I want to first of all, he'll he'll have to have hands or fingers on one on on the other mm-hmm. side of the partition. I want to grab and shove the edge of it as hard as I fucking can okay. against the wall. So to roll me a brawn of five. Okay. Rah. Ah, fuck, that's a two. Um, mm, uh. Come on, Bezos. Mm. You have. Okay, well, why don't you tell me you what have the, happened? You have the, the money uh, to spare. I've, well, see, here is the thing, though. I did not become so rich in crunchy points by spending crunchy points willy nilly, Steve. Mm-hmm. Casey, there is a difference between spending crunchy points on willy nilly things and spending mm. crunchy points on situations where you could potentially die. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. This how, is how would DeSoto feel if DeSoto dies and you have to make a new character? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay, this isn't spending willy-nilly. This is spending William Nilliam. <laughs> All right. I rolled a two. So what did I need to hit? Uh, five. five. All right, you can have three of these crunchy little bastards. Go ahead and chomp them up. They're the kind that they make sparks in your mouth when you do. It's real cool. Mm-hmm. So... As, like, you're able to, uh, lift the table and block it. Yeah. Um, but it's not enough to, like, shove him back, per se. Uh, his fingers are in between the frame and the door, so you could see that. Um, and when you lifted up the table, he kind of, like, lunged, like, kind of lurked back. Um, I need you to... (laughs) Um... Roll me a bronze of seven. Okay. Oh, God. Uh, all right, that's uh, a six. I'm going to go ahead and, and spend another crunchum on that. Go ahead, Nigel. You can just chomp this down, get it stuck between your teeth, but your breath is going to be so fresh. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. You can't really see because the table's in front of you, but you were able to see off the sides. Right. His fingers slip away. Um, through the table, the axe comes crashing through and it's stopped just about a foot away from your face. Um, and he's tugging. So what would you like to do in this situation? Okay. Okay. So if I understand, just to clarify, am I under the table and he's on top of it or is the table vertical? No, it's vertical. You're standing and holding it and like, okay, cool. That was going to be my next move anyway. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay. Um, Okay, if I let go of the table with him yoinking on it, will it stay upright? Uh, potentially, yeah. Okay. Um, then I am gonna do that. I'm gonna, uh, do I still have the gun? Yeah, you've already fired it once. Okay. Then I, I step back and I do, just like uh, Maman and uh, and Papa taught me, mm. and I do center mass like right where I'm not getting fancy, just like mm. right where I mean, based on based on where the tugging is coming from, just like right where where his his torso meets got to mm-hmm. be, and just like uh, unload all of it as quickly as I can, and then I fucking run because Desoto is genre savvy. Okay. No, fair. Um, then in that case, I need you to roll me a grit of four. Oh my, okay. 
as well as a fight of four. Okay. So here's the thing, Nigel. Mm-hmm. You know that no matter how poorly I roll, I could theoretically make any threshold you give me because I got crunchy points for days. <laughs> what if you gave me a roll and said I couldn't use crunchy points on it in exchange for some other benefit? I'm just saying, just putting that out there, just an idea, because okay. I have broken this system quite badly. <laughs> this is okay. Yeah. He's basically the second half of Skyrim. <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah, no, for real, though. Just making iron daggers all day long. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, 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 okay. Grit. Go. Uh, amazingly enough, that's actually a four you on ex- my worst die. And you uh, exploded. And I'm going to explode that. Okay. And that's a one, so that's a five on grit. Mm-hmm. And what did I need to roll for a uh, fight, did you say, or brawn? Uh, for a fight, a I need fight. you to roll me a four. Fight? Okay, cool. Uh, fight is my ten. Oh, that's a one. Mm-hmm. Um, Three crunchy points. And what was it, a five? A four? A four. Four. A four? Okay, then yeah, you can you can have the the three crunchums. If ever there was a time to spend it, surely this is it. Okay. So, uh, so DeSoto, um, you you gather um, a resilience in you that you weren't aware that you had. Um, something to where you could accredit to your mother. You get really focused. Mm. You lift the the gun and you fire off um, three shots. Um, the table kind of staggers back a little bit. You can see the axe kind of wiggling around. Um, mm-hmm. I need you to roll me a flight right now of three. Okay. That's a four. Okay, dope. Um, you start running for the exit, and through the table, um, a shotgun blast comes uh, across through the table, almost hitting you. Um, Holy shit! And uh, it falls forward. And uh, Marshall Redwood is there with the gun, and he goes, "Get out of here now!" And he cocks it again. Okay, I go. I get out of here now. I keep making like I was doing. Um. So you, uh, you, Desoto knows when there's a time to listen to authority or not. Yeah. Like... <laughs> um. So we're gonna cut back over to Kr and uh, Jamal. You watch. Uh. You you're hearing more gunshots going off, and um. Uh, and a uh, fucking shotgun just went off as well. I, I look at Jamal and I say, there is literally nothing we can do there in there except get shot. Let's stay here and just hope that for some miracle, DeSoto makes it out. Yeah, but then we that means we drove, leave. stole your mama's car for no reason. We have a getaway car. Fun. That's That's what our reason is. True. I like what are we what what do we have? We have books. Do you wanna do you wanna go read them to death? Like like Yeah, let's I actually yeah. I want to I take out one of my books and I open it to see if some mm-hmm. wisdom, knowledge, or spell comes out of it. Yeah, and actually uh you guys have already achieved this and so uh it's the book simply says uh the drowned hag. Uh, and it tells the story of um, this woman in the late 1700s uh, that would kidnap uh, the local town's animals as a child and drown them. Uh, she worked her way up to uh, 
starting to kill off uh, school children when she was at that grade. And then uh, she started going after families and um, was, that was just her main thing. And her kill count uh, was in the hundreds. I'd close a book and I say, well, that was useless. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to cut back over to uh, to Soto. (laughs) And, um, um, Soto, you run out into the hallway and your mother scoops you up in her arms. Ah, my mom! Uh, uh, this Marshal would and fire, and fire Marshal Dave, and he's not. I'm so, I'm sorry. Like, look, he was he was a monstro. Like, I know I said that a lot about him, and I meant it. She hugs time, you and she holds your face way. really quick, and she goes, "It's okay, you're okay." And she's she's checking over you. She's all like, "I love you. You need to run. You need to get out." Uh, she draws her okay. gun uh, and a flashlight and starts heading uh, down the hallway. Actually. Uh, another shotgun blast okay. is heard. Uh, okay. Um, I I feel I feel something a stirring within me, mm-hmm. and I say, "Mama, I can't leave you with whatever this is. I can't. He, let me help. Here, I got I got a gun. I found it on a guy." She um she turns around uh and walks to you very quickly, and she smacks the gun out of your hand. That was rude. I told you not to touch these. You know that. Don't disobey me right now. This isn't the time. And like, um, as she says that, uh, Marshall Redwood is hurled out of the room and slams into the bathroom door. Crawling out is this, um, is Fire Monstro uh, Dave just in chunks and, um, kind of just bobbing his head, um, He's just kind of leaking out everywhere. Um, I need you to roll me a brains DeSoto of uh, of six. Okay. Uh, that's a six exact. No, forgive me. That is a nine. Nice. Um, you are noticing that uh, two things actually. Um, that in the other hand he has the shotgun as well as an axe. But as he's bleeding out, uh, the blood kind of starts forming uh, slightly into uh, soot everywhere it's dropping into. <sighs> Fire Marshal Dave grins and goes, um, there's my happy family. Instant, instant fury, fury and rage, mm-hmm. like flames on the side of my face. Uh, I does does my mom have uh, have a nightstick in her belt? Uh, yeah, but you still have two on you. Oh, I do. I thought I dropped those. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, okay, I thought cool. you grabbed them along with the guns. I thought you hit them. I could be yeah, wrong. If I if I had a second to do that, then yeah, sure. Okay. Then I um, then I I take them out, and I I look at my mom and I say, another Desoto man is not abandoning you. And then I take stance like right alongside her mm. and I said, "You don't get to decide what a family is, fucko." Um, once you say that, he starts uh running at you guys. 
What would you like to do? Well, I assume she's got gun on mm-hmm. him, right? Okay. Um, she's she's a level-headed dame. I don't think she's gonna be like, but my bow, I can't perforate him. Um, I say look at your mom. I look at my mom. Uh, I'll just give you this. You see tears in her eyes. Yeah, I actually had a similar reaction. It was a, it was a, it was an oddly touching moment of genuine like it wasn't even saccharine. It was, it was just real human emotion. Which is ironic because one of us wasn't even a human anymore. Maman, shoot him. Um, she starts firing, but um, only gets off about three shots. Um, uh, and he's gaining on you guys. Okay. Do well. Do any of them hit him? Yeah. Uh, out of the six shots that she fired, three of them got him. But like to where it's slowing him down, okay. but he's still coming at you guys. Okay. Well, like if he if there's a moment of stagger, mm-hmm. like when he when he's hit, I want to rush forward and and bring bring both sticks down on the hand that's holding the shot. Uh, your mom's a professional, so they were chest shots. Um, so it slowed him down, oh, that, but it wasn't okay. anything that buckled him too too much. Can I, I know this is in the 80s, but can I leave Roy Jenkins it and just kind of rush in and then grab DeSoto before he does something stupid? Um, <laughs> I was literally going, what I was going to do was when we cut back, I'm like, you know, DeSoto's taking too long. <laughs> we should just leave. <laughs> you guys usually really punctual. I, I love this. Uh, okay, I'm going to have you guys uh, fight for it. So, uh, you guys gotta roll out your, uh, pull out your 20s. Okay. If Steve wins, you guys are Leroy Jenkins in it. Uh, if Anthony wins, you guys kinda say forget it and you leave. Quick question. Can I contribute crunchy points to one of them, but not the other? <laughs> yeah. I rolled a 14. Yes. I'll give you that. I rolled a 19. Oh, guess who's getting six crunchy points? It's Steve. Brilliant. <laughs> okay, cool. So that's good. Uh, no, I'm glad because that's what I want. Like, like I had a suggestion. I had an idea in my head. Steve had uh, an idea in his head. Both of us wanted to figure out a way to get you out of the situation. <laughs> so mine was like, I'm gonna shame Casey into so, spending so much time in the in the police station that we're just gonna leave it. Hey, so Jamal take and, it up with Fire Monstro Dave, man. Yeah, Jamal and uh, Kr, you come barreling in. You got. Both you both have books in your hands. Yeah. <laughs> KR, you're mentioning <laughs> um I need you both to roll me grits um of five. Okay. I don't even remember what my grit is. It's you both have eight, I think. Both of you just just bludgeoning fire Seven. monstro Dave with books, just chanting Butterfly in the sky. <laughs> what I have to roll? Uh, eight. Or no, uh, five, I said. I rolled a four. Okay. I'm gonna take the crunchy point. Jamal, uh, what, what did you roll? A seven. Dope. Um, KR, you kind of slow down. Uh, you see this horrendous sight. It just makes you pause enough. Uh, Jamal, on the other hand, you have dealt with so much shit in the last day. You just want something to fucking wreck. So like it doesn't even phase you, guy. Can I can I do something else besides sure. just stopping? Uh, I I like run into the hallway. I'm all hyped up. I uh. see Fire Marshal Dave. I stop. I turn around and I run back outside. 
You know what? Fair. That's that's a pretty um, 80s thing to do. I'll say and that. That's definitely yeah. like that's like that's like all of these bad things that 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 pop into KR's mind. They're all just coming apart like everywhere. He just does not like nope. it. KR, roll me a flight of eight. That's your ten. I rolled a nine. Cool. <laughs> um, you you see this thing. You you turn around and you you stumble a bit and you kind of um, hit off of a wall. Jamal, um, like this is thrown off Fire Monstro Dave enough to where he's distracted by Kr stumbling. Uh, what would you like to do? I I literally grab Desoto by the collar and I try to yank him. Uh, to come with us. Well, well, then we need to then we need to resolve and, and figure out what Desoto's final disposition was because the last I heard, I was I had I had made a fight leap yeah. to try to use both of my nightclubs to to knock the shotgun out of uh, Fire Monstro Dave's monstrous monstrous grouper. Mm-hmm. You guys, uh, you guys have a moment because he's uh, Monstro Dave is uh, distracted by Kr stumbling off the wall. Okay, so if Casey's in ready position, then what I want to try to mm-hmm. do is grab the nightsticks while he's like, um, like that. Yeah. From me? Well, it's like if you're raising them above your head, they're going to be kind of behind oh. you, so Jamal can grab them oh, like okay, that. Okay. Okay. Uh, roll me a fight, Jamal. Um, actually, I'll do it of two. Oh no! My worst. Fuck yeah, four. Today's my lucky day. Explosion. Yeah. Four, fours are also the easiest to explode. Five. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, what would you like to do now? Uh, I'm assuming DeSoto is incredibly shocked. And I just say, let's get the fuck out of here. We stole a car to save you, and we have no guns. Okay, wait a minute. Uh, we need to figure out. Okay, uh, Nigel, give me a um, give me a give me a brawn to roll. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I'll roll you because you 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 had that badass line before uh, as he was rushing at you. You're kind of pumped, so I need you to roll me a brawn since you can lift a table pretty easy of three. Oh no, that's a one, and I'm gonna take it actually. Mm. Um, not because I want to start rebuilding my Crunchy Point Reservoir, although that's part mm. of it, but because having lifted a table, Desoto's arm muscles <laughs> are torn to <laughs> fucking shreds. Oh, no. So as soon as soon as Jamal grabs the nightsticks and just like yoinks them, mm. what what Desoto does is he tries to pull forward, but he can't because Jamal's stronger and has the better position. So his feet just fucking fly out from under him. And he just prat falls like straight onto his Jamal, back. I need you to also roll me a brawn of five right now. Jesus Christ, five. Okay. Ooh. So, uh, <laughs> Soto, you drop, and Jamal, you're not exactly expecting it, but like you're able to like kind of like crouch down and um, kind of hold the nightsticks as he's falling down when you're saying all these things. So I'm assuming he's on his back, and I'm, like, on my knees, and we're, like, face-to-face. Kind of. Yeah, and you just, like, your face entered the frame, like, directly yeah. above mine. Yeah. We're shooting okay. straight up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, Jamal. Hi. Let's go. Come on. We stole the car. Uh, we have no guns. 
and we need to get the fuck out of here because uh, I don't even know what that is. I haven't even had time to process that. And this 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 uh well endowed lady is shooting it. I want to go. Uh, hey, <laughs> first of all, okay, we're gonna unpack that later. Okay, that's more of a plan than we got. Maman, Alonzi. Maman. Kr. Uh, I need you to roll me a brains of five. Uh, well, that's an eighteen. <laughs> that's brilliant. Twenty. Kr, uh, you uh see that fire monster Dave is lifting the shotgun, and that um they're too distracted uh with talking to each other to realize it. What's Remy doing? She's not moving. I yell, hit the deck. And I, I, like, faceplant, like, spread my body as far, like, as close to the ground as I can. Uh, DeSoto and Jamal, you guys realize, like, you hear what he says and you look up and you see right as, uh, Fire Monster Dave is lifting the shotgun, getting ready to pull the trigger. What would you like to do? I roll over to my back so that I'm face up, but flat. Jamal, did you, did you hang on to the nightsticks? I I just let them go. Okay, then I need to... Pick one of up, pick one of them up, and uh, use them to like fold Remy's knees forward mm-hmm. so that she falls like flat on her back. Just, just fucking take her out, and I'll probably have to either that or just like stand up and push her down or th- some. I, got, I, I gotta, gotta get. I was gonna say, forward. I recommend instead of using your arms that you uh, kind of shredded by lifting up the table, as you'd said earlier. I recommend using your legs instead. Okay, then yes. Sweep Thank the you. leg. I will, I will do that. Uh, you're going to roll a fight of three. Okay. Fight is my ten. Uh, that's a three exactly. Um, okay, cool. So you are a- mama in the you're able to... Um, uh, you, you kick your mom like in the thighs actually instead of the knees but it's enough to oh, to geez. drop her um right as the shotgun is blasting um it actually uh fires so hard uh that it snaps fire monstro's wrist like and then he he's he's ah. dropped it he's kind of dropped it uh he's still coming at you guys okay. with an axe though let's go i jump up and i run out uh, he keeps uh, grinning and saying, "My, my happy, happy family, family, my f- happy family." God. Okay. Uh, no, I get get up, drag my mom to her feet, and just just drag her out of there. Yeah, I I get up and say, "Oh, Desoto, you have so much to explain. So much to explain." Where's uh, Marshall Redwood? Uh, actually, uh, you can see him kind of staggering up in the background. Marshall, come on, we're getting out of here. Isn't he um, like behind Monstro? Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Also, um, might I add, fuck the police. Okay, well, obviously Casey, Steve, and Thony say fuck the police. <laughs> Nobody say but like, no, like these kids. How big is the guys, hallway? Can Mar- Marshall Redwood just kind of run past? He's he's he's. So he's, he's struggling to get up. Marshall Redwood has been unfailingly decent and helpful to us. I don't know. I don't feel good about just leaving him to be. The longer the longer we spend in this hallway, the greater chances no, that pause. we are going to 
die. Also, we came to rescue you, DeSoto, not him. Okay, uh, DeSoto's just gonna call out, uh, Marshall Redwood! Um, he, he's just kind of grunting and, like, uh, kind of staggering up. He, uh, he looks dazed for days. Fuck. As um, much as Anthony wants to save Marshall Redwood, this isn't going to happen for us. We just gotta hope no that he's problem. okay. He did drop the shotgun. Oh, uh, yeah, it's behind him, though. Like, he fired, and it, like, kind of, like, fell behind him. Frig. If it's behind him, okay. then Marshall Redwood can pick it up. Okay, then yeah. Uh, shout. Uh, Marshall Redwood, get the shotgun! It's on the floor! I'm getting my mother out of here! I'm so sorry! And I, I, get, I shove everybody out, go. And I know the layout of this place because it's my mother's It's my mother's job. <laughs> so I've been here before. And also for unofficial reasons. Um, definitely not relating to any illicit substances that may or may not be in the evidence lockup. But uh, yeah, I know my way around this place. So I, I heard everybody the fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> as you're doing that... Um... From the end of the other hallway where you guys had enter in through, uh, KR, your parents have walked in. <laughs> okay, let's all go right now. Uh, Hi, Mr. and Mrs. R. Let's go. KR, roll me uh, a brains of five. Uh, four, no, 12. So, yeah, plus seven. Um, you, uh, <laughs> you're not used to seeing your parents this way. Yeah. Um, they um, have stone cold looks on their faces, and your dad is kind of leading the charge. Um, he says, um, "You hear him bellow out, move." Uh, I, I, I like, I like, I, I pin myself to the wall so they can move forward. I follow suit and I move them all over. Same. You see, your dad. Uh, he lifts up a crossbow aims, fires, uh, hits uh, the monstro, like, dead in the chest, and it drops to its knees. And he says, everybody out, now! <laughs>